Hello and welcome back to the Digital Health and Wearables series. Today I have another magnificent episode for you and a great leader. But before I go ahead, let me acknowledge our partners, uh, our industry partner, the Healthcare Partnership. Check them out, the website and everything, and our global partner, Spirit Digital. And if you have not subscribed to the channel, please do so. There's a lot of great content in there. You can share a lot of thought leaders, industry leaders. So please check that out and subscribe. But let me introduce you, give me great pleasure to introduce you to Nick Van Terheiden. He's a principal at ECG Management Consultants. He's also a thought leader in digital health. We're just talking before the recording that we have many connections and contacts in common. And Nick, how are you? I'm very well, Yo. It's good to uh, see you on online. Uh, thank you, Nick. And we're talking about Brighton, another connection, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, most people capture very quickly that I don't uh, hail from these shores, uh, although uh, it's not Brighton, but I spent some of my youth uh, when I went to boarding school in the south of England, and Brighton Pier was one of our favorite destinations. That's very, very funny. It's a small world. It's a cliche. It's a small world, but really, really is. <laughs> it, it, and it gets smaller every day. That's my experience. And I, I, what I'll say is that the digital experience makes it smaller, albeit it's two-dimensional, but I actually think it, it's, uh, it, it has closed in many of the barriers because now we can connect no matter where we are. Oh, brilliant. And Nick, today we have a kind of a theme, as you know, uh, reducing friction in healthcare, and we talk about that. So the first question that I have for you is, what is friction in healthcare? Well, let me start by saying um, that, that friction, not always bad, but it's essentially a barrier to our experiencing the best possible outcomes and experience in a healthcare setting. So it starts at the very beginning, how you interact with a healthcare system. So the best way of thinking about this is how, how do you interact when you go and book a, a reservation for dinner? Do you go about calling and see, hanging on the line, waiting for somebody to answer and seeing if there's a table, finding that there isn't? You don't. What do you do? You go online, you actually uh, look at all of the available options. You maybe don't get your first choice because um, one of the open table or one of the other uh, booking systems allows you to find it quickly and find it to match your principles. What do we do in healthcare? Well, we sit on the, the, the telephone and wait, and then we try and book something. They send us an appointment, then they cancel it. My own personal experience going through this, it took me almost a month to get to an investigation, a basic investigation for all sorts of reasons. That's friction and it causes pain. And it's not just for the patient, it's for the clinicians, it's for the hospital systems. It's not as if somebody's sitting behind the screen going, oh, I want to make this as difficult as possible for the patient. Of course they're not, they want to make it easy. We have to remove all of that because we want a smooth, easy experience because there is probably no more stressful time than somebody feeling sick, needing access to care and struggling to get it. Well, brilliant, uh, Nick. Fantastic points there. I mean, it's quite astonishing that, uh, let's say, in principle, a, a simple interaction 
could be so complex, so complicated and create the frustration that you just described. And, you know, healthcare is very different than the other industries. What we actually need is the opposite. And we, are, we actually get, as you described, is a very, uh, well, at, at times, painful experience. So thank you so much for describing that. The second question that I have for you, which is kind of a follow-up, is how do we get rid of this friction? Yeah, you know, you, you highlight some important points there. So we all hear repeatedly, healthcare is different, so therefore you can't have the same experience. But there's nobody on this world that checks all of their prior experiences of smooth, easy to navigate. I pull up the app, I get, I order, I find my booking. Why should we just because healthcare is different and recognize that it is, but it is not sufficiently different for us to have to check our experiences and, and expectations and say, now I'm going to go into a different world where none of this exists. It's a different reality. That's not true. So how do we get rid of friction? Well, first of all, let me start by saying that friction sometimes is good. Let's be clear. You want friction in your car for the brakes to work, right? So it, it's not always a bad thing. So removing it completely is not the purpose in uh, the world of digital health. And, and where's an example where friction would be good? Well, if you're a complex oncology patient experiencing difficult to diagnose, we've learned so much more about the uh, disease and the way that we treat it, you want to take your time, you want to have lots of interactions, it's a slow experience. But for most of the experiences, you want something that's friction free, that requires data, it requires digital enablement. And the area that I really like to focus on is the augmentation, how do we support the people in the system that actually want to deliver the best service, but are struggling to do so. Pick a simple example. When you arrive in a hospital, and this has been my world for as long as I can remember. When I was practicing medicine, what did we have in hospitals? We had painted lines around the corridors to help people to get from one point to radiology, follow the blue line, another you know, red line to get to the laboratories. It's an extraordinarily difficult challenge. Well, imagine if you had mapping software. I, do you have any problems finding your way around the United Kingdom? I know I used to. I always got lost in London. But, you know, I had my A to Z and I looked at the book. Now you don't. You pull up your GPS. We have the same capabilities. We've seen hospitals doing that. So bringing in the information, bringing in the appointment information, bringing in the schedules from... Um, the clinician from the OR, from the uh, outpatient clinic, so that when you schedule, what you see is available for you so that there is no question. And it also understands your particular preferences. Perhaps you would rather have an appointment in the evening versus the morning. It will show you those. Doesn't Google do that already? It says, hey, I see there's traffic on your way. You ought to leave a little bit earlier. We have the technology. We need to absorb all of that. We need folks to engage with the data and pull that in. That's digital enablement. That's the priority. Brilliant, Nick. Th thank you so much. You actually brought together all these uh, very important points and dynamics so much to, to include. But I love that sentence, the digital en enablement as a, as a priority. It's really, really powerful. Thank you so much. 
the third and last question is what does a frictionless future looks like yeah so frictionless for uh, a healthcare system what most people would initially set out and i will i'll paint the picture for the patient but let me paint it for the clinician because i think the clinician has been burdened with an awful lot of overhead an awful lot of challenges and they don't enter the profession to be burnt out struggling with all of these difficult things so for the clinician they're no longer a slave to the schedule a schedule that might have been set three months six months in the past but now a schedule that's driven by intelligence data is aggregated from everywhere we pull in the electronic medical information uh, record and we present what's relevant we start to deliver the information knowing about our patients. So instead of questioning them and having to re-ask questions and frustrate the patient, we deliver all of that and we give them a dashboard that says, here are your patients. Here are the ones you should be concerned about. Much like an airline pilot has all of the information about an airplane, but he doesn't focus on the oil pressure for engine number three because it's not important, because it's normal. Same with our patients. Now, what does it look like for a patient? Well, go back to my original example, the restaurant. Imagine a booking experience where you just simply say, I need an appointment. I've got the following parameters. That's all built into my experience. I find that appointment. It presents to me what's available. It knows my uh, health insurance. It knows my preferences for individual doctors. And, and perhaps I don't even need a physical appointment. We've got this whole digital enabled telehealth uh, experience that allows me to have that experience. And we can further enable that with some of the wearables and all of the things that you talk about and you describe, Yao, that essentially give us huge opportunities to gather data. The, the days of going to the physician office and saying, uh, you need to measure my blood pressure to see I if I have hypertension have to be a thing of the past. Is that really a relevant measure? Do you have normal blood pressure when you go and see your physician? I know I don't, and you know, I, perhaps I ought to be better at this, but my blood pressure goes through the roof and there's no reason for it to, but it does. When I'm at home, I'm measuring it on a regular basis. I should provide that data. And before anybody jumps back and says, well, I'm not interested in how many steps you, I'll tell you that it's never a data problem. It's always a data presentation or a data filter problem. That's what digital enablement does. We filter the information, present what's absolutely contextual so that that's a frictionless experience. And then finally, at the end of all of this, imagine an experience where we have no surprise bills. We know exactly what you're going to get. When you walk into a store and you buy something, you know how much it's going to cost. We don't have that in the United States. We have to get to that. It's just not acceptable to be unknowing in terms of the experience or the cost of care that we have to essentially bear the brunt and the responsibility of. Oh, brilliant. Nick, thank you so much. And you mentioned wearables and you mentioned the other things and also being proactive about taking responsibility as a user, as a patient, to do things proactively. You mentioned the, the taking the blood pressure um, at home and the example of actually going to the doctors and it doesn't work in lemon terms because there you are kind of under more pressure and is a one-off reading sometimes it's not really 
very reliable for certain circumstances. You might be rushing driving there and other factors anyway. So it's so much to consider. Truly, truly fascinating conversation. The three questions just flew by. We could talk for hours, to be honest. You, you're really amazing with your approach and your thought-provoking uh, ideas and everything. So, Nick, before we wrap up, uh, I want to thank you for your time, for your expertise. And you a bit more than a principal at ACG. You, you really are a leader, very, very active. So in the end, before I wrap up, I'm going to invite people to connect with you. But I finish all my episodes in a peculiar way. It's not a question as such. It's called one minute of fame. Yet you can men mention anything. Your company, you can mention your family, a personal achievement, your involvement in healthcare, shout out to company, anything whatsoever. So to round up, over to you, one minute of fame. Thanks, Yao. And, and I appreciate the, the kind words. Let me say, I, I want to lead healthcare forward because I, I'm not entirely altruistic in this because ultimately at some point we need it. I've just launched a new podcast called Healthcare Upside Down, and I close each episode with the same principle. Keep solving the health of the business of healthcare as if your life depended on it, because one day soon it will. One of the challenges we have in healthcare is people just assume it's working until they experience it, and then they discover that it's essentially broken from their perspective. It may be working as designed. So my passion, my focus, my attention is to essentially solve the healthcare crisis. That's done with digitization. It's done with the enablement of data, the integration of that data. Our digital generation will wait for nothing, and we have to meet them where they are. Do things that others are not willing to do, and essentially allow for this so that you can make your own history and allow for experiences that people will essentially love. We want to love the healthcare system. And I'll close by saying, always be humble. Brilliant. Nick, thank you so much. What can I say after that? Make sure all the audience check Nick's uh, podcast. Nick, personally, I want to thank you for your time, for your um, expertise, for the great input. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's been a great pleasure. It's always a pleasure to catch up. Brilliant. I'm going to round up now to all our users, I mean, viewers and the listeners. Make sure you connect with Nick. I'm going to post here the links uh, on Nick's Twitter and also his LinkedIn. Connect with him. He's got a lot to offer and a lot of uh, experience. And also subscribe to the channel. Check our partners, industry partner, the Healthcare Partnership and our global partner, Spirit Digital. And I'll see you all next week.